0: Dave Anderson here with the Fisherman Magazine. It's April 20th. These are your headlines. First of all, i got more headlines than I have time for this week. We've got striped bass, well, schooly striped bass, making it all the way to the middle of Buzzards Bay. We've got fish to 20 pounds out in western Long Island Sound. We've got shad running up the Merrimack. We've got shad running up the Connecticut River. We've got news of togs spreading out of Rhode Island waters now. And we've also got news of a Tag and Release Stripe Bass Tournament, something new. Stay tuned for all that and more on this week's New England Fishing Forecast.
1: The Fishing News is sponsored by these fine partners.
0: So, before we begin, we've just got a couple of news items to cover. The first one is that Tag and Release Striper Tournament I was talking about. This is called Striper Quest, and it's going to be put on, or it's being put on by Gray fishtag Tag Research. A lot of great sponsors, including the Fisherman Magazine. And uh, this is—they're calling it invitation only, which really means it's a—it's um, limited entry. So uh, the way you're going to find out your information on it is you're going to call uh, Gray fishtag Tag Research at the number on the screen, or you're going to t- uh, send an email to Roxanne at grayfishtag.org. Uh, this tournament is designed to aid in their research so that all these tagged fish are going to help out with their studies on striped bass and how they survive after release where they go all that stuff um, so it's a really good cause uh, I know they're going to have some great prizes and again it's limited entry it's going to be on May 18th and it's run out of Highlands New Jersey so uh, give them a call or shoot them an email get some details and definitely check that out if you're a hardcore striper guy it's one of those things that uh, might feel really good to get in on that and participate in so check that out uh... the other thing was uh... i spent the better part of today helping the uh... helping a bunch of kids a bunch of local kids and the massachusetts department of fisheries and wildlife stock trout uh... this was a really fun day i could not have prepa- prepared myself for the turnout there had to be geez, I bet there was four hundred fifty people there and uh more than half of them were kids it was fantastic these guys put on a great demonstration they uh you know take a bunch of the trout out of the tank they put them in aquariums so the kids can check them out they give you a little presentation they talk about the history of the trout they talk about why the stocking program exists Um, and they give you little factoids like something i didn't know maybe you knew this but um did you know that a rainbow trout is not actually a trout Uh, genealogists for years thought that they were some kind of a uh, you know, offshoot of the brown trout. Well, as it turns out, uh, they've done some more research now and they found out that they're a closer cousin of the Pacific Salmon. So, in truth, they should be called the Rainbow Salmon, which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, So they give you stuff like that, and then they line up all these kids they had. I don't even know how many kids are in that line. I couldn't see the end of it. Um, But they're stocking, you know, they give each one of these kids a net full of trout, and they all go out there and release the trout. It was pretty hilarious watching them And their various methods of releasing them. And just, you know, the thing that really kind of warmed my heart about the whole thing is, you know, part of my job, at least I feel like part of my job, is bringing that next generation along in fishing. And it was really great to see that enthusiasm. There were a lot of kids that were really fired up to do that, they were really excited. Uh, One kid in particular, this kid named Wes, I pulled him aside for an interview, but he was like the trout police. Every time someone released one of those fish it would swim back up on the shore, he'd run right in front of the stocking guy and pick it up and chase it all around, and finally get it in his hands and bring it out to deeper water. He was soaked, he was freezing, but uh, he was having a great time. So check this out. I was watching you over there. You like to let these trout go, don't you? Yeah. You like, like the trout rescue. You look a little cold. <laughs> How many trout do you think you let go today? You think you did more than 10? All right. Well, I'll let you go get warmed up. If you have little ones at home i highly recommend you guys checking one of these things out i think there's a few more toward the end of the week out in western mass or interior massachusetts but um, even if you live on the coast and you miss this one definitely keep your eyes open for next year's installment because uh, i talked to a few guys that were there they said that this thing just keeps getting bigger and bigger every year and again they do a fantastic job it's one of those things you just definitely do not want to miss Last up, of course, is the giveaway, which is ongoing. I have to tell you guys, I got another fantastic photo this week. And uh, this was a clear indication that some of you are taking this a little bit more seriously. Um, this guy really upped his game. I'm going to keep you in the dark on the particulars of the actual photo. We'll reveal them at the end of the tournament or contest. But, um, I mean, this one was good enough where I'm saying to myself, now, I think I'm going to have to give away two plugs at the end of this, because uh, it's going to be really hard for me to pick between the two. Uh, that I've got and there's still lots of time uh, to get in on this thing, it's going to run through May 17th, so you got almost a month to try to topple one of these guys and, uh, and take the prize out of their hands. Um, basically, it's quite simple, it's just got to be a recently caught fish and it's got to show you in the photo. Uh, you send them to me at danderson thefisherman.com or text them to the number on the screen and remember if you do email them over, just put contest or giveaway in the subject line so it's easy for me to know what it is and to find them. Uh, When I'm picking out all the photos, send them in to me, and uh, we'll pick a new winner. Now starting off the Massachusetts report, we're going to head up to the North Shore. We've been hearing phenomenal freshwater reports throughout the entire state, and we're going to kick it off now with James Juice.
2: Just out here on a trout pond in Haverhill, checking out a few things. Got the wind right in my face, not fun. Anyways, reports this week. Uh, I've been out shad fishing every day. Every day I've gotten a shad. Uh, Some larger fish coming through too. So get out there if you can. Uh, The rest of the Merrimack is on fire. This guy's still getting pike and bass and. Carp, everything, you name it, they're getting it. Uh, and the holdover stripers are still out there. Although I think over the weekend, it kind of slowed up a bit with that temperature change. Uh, but things are only getting better. And I uh, just wanted to say, if anybody's out and they're in their waders out in the water, little PSA, water temperatures are still kind of cold. So just be careful. You fall in, you get wet, you can still get hypothermia pretty quick. Anyways, Dave, that's the report up here.
0: Okay, leaving the North Shore region, heading down toward Boston. We got some photos this week from friend of the report, Bando Trapper. Uh, This guy, I I got a tremendous amount of respect for Bando. He's always out there fishing. He's always getting it done. And he does it all in the city limits of Boston. You know, he's fishing the Charles River, he's probably fishing some of the park ponds, uh, but he catches some nice bass, he catches some big crappie, and he's always out there doing it. Um, This was a clear indication that the bass fishing is alive and well in the Boston area, and that's going to extend throughout the entire state, really. The bass fishing's just been fantastic. Uh, Heading down from there, more toward Plymouth, where I was stocking trout today, Um, The trout stocking continues and the fishing continues to be amazing Uh, and that extends out into the Cape as well. There's great trout catches coming from all over Massachusetts, but in particular that Plymouth and Cape Cod area just putting out lots and lots of fish. And I do know, I don't know exactly when it's going to be, maybe you'll get some inside info that I won't, but the the broodstock browns are going to be stocked sometime in the next like 7 to 10 days. Uh, some of them may have already been stocked. Um, but that presents a unique opportunity to catch maybe the biggest brown trout of your life. I mean, these things aren't world record class, but they're big. And, um, and they're just like the other stock trout. They've never been in the wild before. They don't have any instincts at all, so they're a little easier to catch. Um, and you can do it with, um, that, they like brightly colored stuff. They like things that are either really flashy, like a silver or a gold, or something bright, like bright orange, red, chartreuse, bright white. Um, jerk baits are a great way to get them, and uh, man, they put up a serious fight, so uh, keep your ears open for news on that. Hopefully I'll have some more info for you next week, but um, that's a really cool fishery that Massachusetts puts out there for us, and uh, something that you should definitely be taking advantage of. On the largemouth front, have been seeing lots of big fish taken after dark this week. I'm going to talk about it in more detail during the Rhode Island report, but I got a 6.2 here that was posted by MGC Fishing and uh, just hearing about a lot of that this this is the time of year you go out there you throw like gill-shaped wake baits seem to really do the job uh, but you don't have to throw a wake baits you can do it a whole bunch of different ways but in either case the bass fishing is on fire right now all throughout the state and with this new moon coming through right now or just we're just getting past it um, that nighttime fishing has just been top notch uh, last thing out on the Cape is of course the um, holdover striped bass fishing, which seems to be getting better every day, and it won't be long before they're joined by some of these fresh fish. We're getting reports of stripers moving as far as West Island and Fairhaven, and that report is already a few days old, so they may be in Wareham, they may be pushing up the Wee Antic, but in either way, in either case, um, it won't be long before there's fish in the Wee Wee Antic, in the Wareham River, uh, up in Mattapoisett Harbor, and making their way into the canal. Um, that's, that's sort of next on all their lists there, so Uh, Keep your eyes open for that. For a little bit more on some of the inland things, we're going to have a couple reports here. The first one's going to be from Roy Leva.
3: Hey Dave, Roy Leva here with this week's Western Mass Report. Uh, Let's start off with Quabbin. Uh, It opened up last weekend and the fishing has just been been bonkers. Uh, Guys are really destroying both the smallmouth bass and the Lakers out there. not sure what they're using. I, I've seen even some really nice salmon, which look like they've been trolled up. But I think most of the smallmouth and Lakers are coming on on either drop shots or um, or net heads or something like that, uh, or paddle tails. Uh, other than that, um, a River Connecticut River is high, um, very high because we've gotten a lot of rain as well. Uh, the good news is that shad have started to show up, as well as striped bass in the river. Um, and the smallmouth bass have moved up pretty well. Uh, carp fishing continues to be strong. Uh, largemouth bass fishing continues to be strong. Uh, crappie continues to be strong. Um, they're probably, if not over spawning, they're still spawning. Uh, so find them guys pretty, pretty tight to the brush. Um, other than that, that's it. Uh, I've spent most of my time this last past week in the woods, uh, Uh, loading up on fiddleheads the season is so quick Uh, if you don't know what a fiddlehead is it's kind of like uh, it's a fern it's the ostrich fern and you pick it when it's still young Um, it tastes like asparagus only much sweeter no side effects Uh, it's delicious stuff um, that comes from the wild Uh, but other than that I will catch up with you guys next week hope all is well if you're not getting out there get out there Uh, this is school vacation week Um, the trout fishing is just it's it's good and they've been putting a lot of big fish in and i'm sure that this week with all the kids being out of school they shall continue to put in some big big trout all right catch you guys later
0: to wrap up the Massachusetts report we're going to head we're going to stay inland we're going to talk to Steve from Steve's UV leaves we're going to get some shad reports and some other miscellaneous stuff from the inland part of Massachusetts
4: the story of the day is a high and blown up and dirty Connecticut River there, it is dropping but it is dirty right now and it's forcing more, most anglers into the tributaries uh, the tributary fishing has been okay Uh, Below the border in Connecticut, the tributaries have been actually pretty consistent as far as the shad bite goes, with fish being reported up to about four and a half pounds. Um, The mass, the mass tributary bite is getting better. Uh, It was pretty good this weekend early in the morning, um, with you know we we consistently caught fish for about an hour and a half uh, first thing, and then it just shut off, and then became a really slow pick. so, I mean, there is some bycatch also with shad fishing. Ron Moran Jr., again, with a good fish, hooked a what looked to be five or six pound channel cat on a Steve's Leaves. So if you want to target catfish, it sounds like they're getting pretty aggressive right now. Um, the striped bass bite has improved considerably with fish up to 38 inches being caught and consistent multi-fish days. Um, it's only getting better. We need the river to clean up a little bit and then it is on.
0: Moving over into Rhode Island, uh, one thing that really stuck out to me this week was just the sheer numbers and sheer sizes of the largemouth bass that were taken after dark uh, by anglers all over the state. We got some shots from Jeremy Campbell, we got some shots from Jeff Sullivan, saw a few others online. Um, A lot of nice fish, a lot of fish in that four to seven pound range Uh, most of them coming on wake baits but you don't have to go the wake bait route if you don't like throwing swim baits you're just not equipped to do it you can do it with jerk baits you can do it with jigs you can do it with crank baits there's a lot of different ways to catch these fish after dark and um, with this new moon that we're we're just coming off that new moon, and that bite just really fires up at that time of the at this time of the year. You may want to write that down for next year as well. Um, anytime we get those big moons in April, we tend, we tend to see some really nice fish taken in New England. So, um, you know, get your headlamp, get your big baits, get out there. Good chance you're going to find some big fish. Uh, for a little bit more on what's going on in the eastern half of the state, let's toss it over now to T.J. Kopecki.
5: Thanks, Dave. Hey guys, nice to be back again reporting for the East Bay area and southeastern Massachusetts waters Um, A lot of things to talk about this week. Uh, First we can talk about salt water. Uh, This week we got a uh, a good moon Uh, Thursday and Friday, well Wednesday, Thursday and Friday looks like to be the highest tides Um, With that new moon, I think we are going to get a big push of fish Uh, stripers mainly to tug all up into the rivers here. Um, I had an opportunity to get out and do some Tatog fishing in the Warren River this weekend. Uh, It was a a little slow, but uh, we did manage to get a couple of keepers. Um, We did use crabs. We were fishing uh, in the American tour, so I'm sure everyone's familiar with that area. Uh, Basically fishing straight up and down along the the walls there, which uh, there is uh, public access for anybody to fish there. while we were fishing there, we did hear uh, lots and lots of splashes of uh, what we assumed would be uh, like small stripers feeding on bait in the river there. Uh, we, did, we were fishing at dusk, uh, just trying to catch the tide. Uh, it's very tide-specific when you're fishing there. Uh, the incoming tide is probably your best about two hours before the incoming tide. Uh, when we fished there, we, we were there probably a half an hour before, and we fished through the slack. So the bite, like I said, wasn't that good. But if I think I was there at the right time, it would have been I just ran out of time this weekend to get out there and fish. Uh, I do believe that we're going to have a big push again. Like I'm saying this week with fish coming in. um, We're already seeing reports of guys catching them out in the West Wall, out towards Point Judith uh, and into Newport catching striped bass. So I I do think we're going to have a big surge of them. I also got uh, some reports of some squid on uh gold island um and dave you can probably talk more about that but uh people get uh, like about a half a bucket each uh it's not a heavy run yet uh it could be by the time that you're getting this report it could be uh a lot better than it is um so the born barrington rivers are going to be really good for striped bass at night and i mainly fish them at night just jigging straight up and down In the eddies of the uh, pylons of the bridge Uh, it's a good opportunity uh, to throw a four or five inch soft plastic or or a bucktail and just drop it down and let it flutter in that little eddy make it look like it's injured and I think that you'll have a good opportunity to catch a small schoolie striper in one of those two rivers Uh, getting to the freshwater the bass bite is still really good here Uh, I fished in a couple of the reservoirs in Swansea and in Warren uh, landed some bass uh, nothing of size for me uh, I have talked to other anglers who have caught some bigger fish um, and I'm I'm going I'm pretty sure that uh, within the upcoming weeks now things are, are going to get even better with these bass coming off the pre-spawn and getting into spawn so uh, pretty much get out there and try to do that um, there's other this pan fish still that are, are very aggressive right now the crappie and the white perch bite is still really good in these ponds so i had an opportunity actually too, also to get out and do some trout fishing my first trout outing of the year and i fished in uh, melville pond on saturday morning uh real early got there right at sunup, uh and I've actually my first two casts were two brown trout and after that the bite shut off we could not catch any other fish after that uh, i'm not sure it, it was a cold front had come through it was foggy so it might have affected the fish a little bit we didn't see any fish uh jump in uh out the pond like you normally would see them uh swirling on bugs and stuff but i'm sure the day before it was a 40 degree temperature difference so i'm sure it made the bite just you know slow down a little bit but i'm gonna say for the upcoming uh still great opportunities to catch trout Um, in in these waters here. You got the Stafford Pond, you got Melville Pond. Uh, You have a couple ponds here in Swansea uh, that you can still catch them in, and I I know they're still catching them there. So lots of opportunities here, and I think it's only going to get better. So uh, (laughs) if you can, get out there and uh, do some fishing, and we'll send it back to you, Dave. Subscribe to the Fisherman Magazine today and compete in the Dream Boat Fishing Challenge. It's the Fisherman
1: subscriber-only season-long region-wide multi-species fishing competition to win a and many more prizes. Subscribe. Fish. Win.
0: Striped bass news in Rhode Island is spreading out. We're hearing about fish moving up the bay now. We're hearing about fish up inside the estuaries. We're hearing about fish all along South County in the corners of the beaches in Newport. All these fish are schooly-sized and um, it's not like there are thousands and thousands of fish yet, but there are good numbers of fish. They're increasing every day. We're hearing about more and more schoolie catches, and it's just that right of spring thing. Things are starting to kick off, and um, the fishing's just getting better and better. We're also hearing about a lot more blackfish reports now, and these fish are heading outside of the Rhode Island range. In fact, I forgot to mention in the uh, Massachusetts report that we did hear about some tog caught in the canal this week. but. Um, now you know i talked to a friend of mine mario um he does a lot of diving a lot of spear fishing and he was up inside the second river and saw a tug you know sizable tug fish up into the seven pound range up as shallow as 10 feet of water so that fishery is really starting to come into its own now we're lucky in rhode island too we got a longer season than they have in connecticut it's going to you know run right through the end of may uh, so right now is when things really start to fire up and you're going to start finding these fish in shallow water uh, so that fishery is a viable option for anyone who's looking to get in some spring tog fishing. And uh, that's what I have for you guys in Rhode Island this week. Moving over into Connecticut. Uh, things are a little slower to begin, typically, over in Connecticut, um, especially with regard to blackfish. But we are starting to see some blackfish reports now coming from especially the eastern part of the Sound. Uh, some haven't heard about anything really big, but anything around the Niantic area coming out toward like Sarah's Ledge or outside the uh, Mouth of the Thames, are starting to see more and more tog now and that bite's just going to keep getting better. Also uh, talked to our friend Mikey D'Alfonso, he kind of had a tandem report for us this week. Got his first striper of the year, which looks to be about a 25-inch fish somewhere out in the Eastern Sound. And also more flounder. Uh, so that flounder bite is looking better and better every day it seems like. and um, You know that in the eastern half of the state, there's only a few spots where you can really, uh, you can really make that happen. So you can narrow it down on your own there. But you know, it could be Bluff Point, could be up inside Niantic Bay, could be somewhere in between. But um, that flounder bite is better than average, I would say, better than it usually is. Heading inland from there, we're hearing about a lot of trout fishing going on throughout really the entire state. One place that's really going off is the Farmington River. And for a little more on that, let's toss it over now to Derek Kirkpatrick from Connecticut Fish Guides.
6: Hey Dave, coming today from my office, I uh, just got off the river guiding, been really busy with guiding. Um, right now is an excellent time if you've never fly fished before, but you've done a lot of spin fishing and you're thinking about trying fly fishing, uh, now's a great time to contact a guide and get something in the books. Or if you're just looking to up your game and maybe improve on dry fly or if you've never nymphed before, it's excellent time for all of that. So if you are headed out, take into consideration the fluctuations of weather that we've had recently. We started out with cold temps, then we got summer-like kind of air temps, and now we're back to kind of normal. So the river temperatures have really been fluctuating, and uh, that doesn't make for consistency. But our hatches are are have definitely kicked off. So right now on the Farmington, we have our bluing olive vegans, plus the Hendrickson hatch kicked off. Um, it depends where you are on, on the river, um, either upstream or downstream, if you're going to see Hendrickson's or not. That hatch will progress as we uh, as time goes by and, and weeks goes by. It's going to move further and further up the river. Uh, but you want to have some flexibility in your game plan. Obviously, have a game plan for the river, what you think you might see, but also observe, do some sanding, because there can be a lot going on. See what's going on um, on on the Farmington. Our flows are a little on the low side. Historically, we're usually above three hundred cfs this time of year, and we're below. We're going through some issues with MDC where they won't release water. They they're not really managing the water how they have done historically, and they're choking choking back the flows pretty much, um, and and only releasing what's legally required. So we're we're really low right now as far as flows are concerned so what that's going to equate to is that the fish are going to be much more inclined to look up and feed on the surface because it's lower so um, good nymphing in the morning and then your hatches can kick off any around anywhere around one could have the vagans and then um also paraleps could hatch although i haven't been seeing them and then your hendrickson's typically from two to four or they could hatch at five and you can have spinner falls, which is when the mayflies basically mate and then die on the water. That happens right before dark. Um, and you need really nice weather for that. You can also catch a morning spinner fall. So, again, really take your time and observe what's going on. Have a game plan, but be, be able to adapt. And now is a great time to hire a guide and learn. That's all I got this week. Uh, Dave, back to you
0: moving west toward the Connecticut River getting lots of reports in the Connecticut River as well um, we're gonna start things off in the Connecticut River with the return of Mike Roy from real cash charters
1: hey what's up guys back on the video report uh, right now I am getting all my tackles set up got a lot of spro terminal gear and Gamagatsu hooks um, but let's talk about this week's fishing report right now you're seeing uh water temperatures in Long Island Sound around 47 degrees uh in the rivers up to about 56 um so you have about a 10 degree discrepancy um keep in mind that the tide uh, is going to impact that greatly as well as the um you know whether it's sunny or cloudy uh what i'm seeing for striped bass uh holdover striped bass they've been in a lot of these rivers all winter they're starting to get more active there's actually some peanut bunker around right now which is uh pretty cool that some of those peanut bunkers have stayed over uh they're getting hit i've seen them get hit on a surface occasionally i wouldn't depend on it um best bet right now is going to be your soft plastics um that's your five and three quarter inch finesse fish your seven inch sluggo that's getting the majority of the bites the fish are still lethargic, but as it uh, warms up, the bite should improve. Uh, That's it, and uh, check us out next week. I'm sure
7: it's gonna get better.
0: Now heading up the Connecticut River Valley, we're gonna get a report from Rowan Lytle. Hey
7: everybody. Now it seems like uh, the bouncy back and forth weather that we had through the winter wants to continue through spring. I'm standing outside right now, and it's pretty chilly. It's not cold but it's enough that it's gonna impact the fishing. Um, With this colder weather snap, we just had expect a lot of the stuff that was going, uh, panfish pushing into the shallows, carp pushing into the shallows, anything like that to slow down a little bit. That said, some of the other species will get a little more active with this. If you wanna target really large, largemouth on big baits, this kind of weather can kind of bring them in a little bit and get them active. Uh, They're gonna hunker on edges, they're going to move slow but if you target them in low light conditions such as we have today it's nice and cloudy on uh, i like to do so with very large flies that imitate things like herring and uh, sometimes trout and big golden shiner stuff like that i'll pull flies slowly along deep edges and and target the larger largemouth bass Um, look for lakes that have Biomasses of large forage, Uh, if a pond gets a herring run, which we don't have a ton of that in Connecticut, but we have some. uh, Those ponds tend to hold really big bass that will eagerly go after big baits. Uh, Look for ponds that are stocked with trout. If there's small rainbows getting dumped into anywhere, uh, any largemouth in there that can fit those in their mouth are going to grow big and they'll target baits of that size when they're around and this is the perfect time of year for that because this is when the stock trout are going into those ponds. Um, But anyway, get out there, look for some of those big largemouth, hopefully you connect.
0: Heading out west, out toward the Housatonic and areas nearby, a lot of striped bass action in the area. We're hearing about some bigger fish, more up toward the city, you know, more up toward the the state line, fish up into the 20 pound class, Housatonic's going off, Uh, a lot of herring in the river now, the Ospreys have been having a blast there. Uh, For more on that and some of the other fisheries that they're seeing out in the western part of the Sound, let's toss it over now to Max Finch from Fisherman's World.
8: Hey everyone, Max here from Fisherman's World with another local fishing report. The striped bass bite continues to get better along our beaches, our estuaries, and back in our uh, back bays, tidal rivers, and of harbors. There's been a lot of peanut bunker around this spring, which is kind of crazy to see, but the bass are chowing down on them. We've seen a lot of slot fish this spring, so hopefully as we continue into the season, the bite remains as good as it's been the past few weeks. Guys are throwing stuff like paddle tails, you know, slugos, bucktails. SP minnows is always a really good option this time of year. And then anglers fishing our tidal rivers way up in where the herring are spawning, SP minnows and big paddle tails are the way to go. We've seen some bigger fish come from the, you know, all the way up from the dam from the Housatonic. I would say the river's starting to die down as a lot of the bass are really starting to flood out onto our beaches. But the mouth of the river has been good. Places like Short Beach and the Autobahn. Sherwood Island's had a good bite for striped bass, the Nauk beaches and Knock harbor and then the Nauk tidal part of the river. We did see a sea run uh, trout get caught this past week. That was really cool by Rich, so congratulations on that. And then down to our west now, guys are trolling umbrellas and mojos and we've seen a lot of slots and then some 40 inch fish mixed in. As the bass make their run up the huts in a spawn, <clears throat> this bite should only continue to get better. The blackfish bite remains pretty good, too, and we've seen a lot of like five to seven pound fish, mostly coming from shallow waters. The blackfish are spawning this time of year. So remember, try to release the females. Other good bites has been, you know, the New Haven break walls and the, the wall of the Housatonic and then shallow around the islands, places like George's Rock, you know, Green's Ledge and the backside of Sheffield. And then off, you know, we and uh Darien like Tokenique Point and Fish Island. On the freshwater side, the Saugatuck Reservoir is fishing well, you really got to put in your time, but we've seen a lot of largemouth bass, and a couple good sized walleye come out of there. We haven't seen any monster trout yet, but I'm sure we will. Our local streams are fishing well too, the deep has done a really good job stocking, so fishing places like Nowak River, the Saugatuck, Mianus, and the Mill River in Fairfield. Thanks and good luck.
0: And that's what I have for you guys in the reports this week. Hopefully they're going to inspire you to get out there. Uh, water temps are coming up, the stripers are moving in at a fever pitch at this, at, at this time. Uh, lots of blackfish action, lots of freshwater stuff going on. Great night bite for largemouth. There's no reason for you not to get out there. Um, and also would like to encourage you to head over to our website. That's thefisherman.com. Check out what we've got going on there. You've got enough stuff there that you can see for free to get a full flavor of what we offer. We cover everything from Delaware all the way up to Maine. All the fisheries you can think of in there using every discipline in angling that you can think of. But if you're still not convinced, at the very least, give us a like and subscribe here on YouTube and hit that little bell thing down there so you get a notification every time we post something new. I appreciate you guys for watching, and we'll see you next-